Jesus, we welcome you here. In this time of Advent, in this time of waiting, in this time of preparing our hearts, we wait for you. Come, Lord Jesus. Come in our hearts and our lives right now. Come into the situations that are weighing us down. We wait for you. We wait with anticipation and we wait with hope because we know that you are the hope. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Don't sit down. Welcome to Advent at P.O. Naz. I'm glad you're here. I'm going to keep it really short. We're going to start. Now, y'all got to understand. Do what? <laughs> Am I too close? Uh, sorry. That. So we're going to start with a song that a lot of people wait till Christmas Eve to do, but we're going to kick off today, well, I guess we already kicked it off, but we're going to continue with one of my favorite songs, Joy to the World. Amen? So, we don't have to wait till Christmas for this, because Christ has come, right? And Christ is coming again. Amen? So let's sing together. Wonderful to know that Christ came as a babe. Christ continually comes every day with us, right? Sing this with us. Emmanuel. Let's get right to it. Emmanuel. His name is 
I'm going to ask um, Patty keep playing that. You can have a seat. Um, I want to sing that one more time. Um, but um, as we are in this season, um, I love that word Emmanuel. God with us. That's how it translates. Um, there's a theologian I love, and, and he says, the miracle of Emmanuel is not that God is with us because God has always been with us. The miracle of Emmanuel is that through Jesus Christ, we can now be with God. And so we come today ready to be with God, to partner with Him, to partner with God in building the kingdom of heaven here on earth as God would have it. So let's sing that one more time. And as we do, um, maybe you just want to take a posture of prayer and say, thank you, God, that you are with us. Thank you that you have created a way for me to be reconciled with you and I can be with you. So let's sing that again. Jesus, we thank you that you are with us. We thank you that you are an ever-present help in time of need. We thank you that you are as close as the mention of your name. God, as we were singing that song, the words struck me in a new way. God with us revealed in us, not revealed to us, Although you have been revealed to us, but you are being revealed in our lives as we become more and more like your image. And God, that's what the world needs right now. They need to see a little bit more of you. They need to see what restoration can look like. Jesus, I pray that you will help us to be the revealers of your glory. I pray that you will help us to be the ones that are people of peace that come into situations and bring a peace that passes understanding. Thank you, God, that you're with us. As we look at some of the things that are going on in our world, um, it is easy to fall into a place of despair, but we are the people of hope. We are not the people of despair. So we rest on you today. We trust in your goodness. We trust in the truth that you are Lord of all. And in that we find our peace and our hope today. We love you, God. 
be glorified by everything that's said and sung and read and every movement of worship in this service. God, we, we just want to lift up your son. I thank you that your spirit is here and I pray that your spirit will have freedom to move in our hearts and our minds so that we can draw closer to you. And we pray this, Jesus, in your beautiful name, the one who truly is the God who is with us. Amen. Peace. We hear that word and we envision something without conflict. Peace involves that, but there's so much more. Peace is a restored state of wholeness. The birth of Jesus announces the arrival of peace, and the death of Jesus creates peace with God. And when the angels proclaim, peace on earth, the shepherds heard what our hearts long to hear, that God is indeed restoring all of it to his original and glorious purposes. So may we experience that kind of peace. It's an invitation for every person, and it's here now, because Jesus is here now. This is peace. Welcome to Christmas. In a world full of violence and strife, we are reminded... It would be easy for us to view peacemaking as avoiding conf- conflict, but but we are called to do the work of creating peace because we because of our united unity in Christ. We are a community with many differences, but we are of one baptism. We don't want to be people who merely avoid conflict, but who work together towards true peace in stride of our differences. We want to be a community that has difficult conversations that are grounded in our love of God and for one another. In a season when we walk often about peace, we talk about peace on earth. Today, as we light the candle of peace and reflect on the peace of Christ and the possibility of peace in our world, we remember Christ as the Prince of Peace, and we remember our call to be peacemakers. Lord, we are divided by so many things. Sometimes we are divided. Our division leads to physical violence. It is heartbreaking to see the lack of peace in the world around us. Help us as a community to be an example of what it means to avoid conflict, not to avoid conflict, but to approach it as peacemakers. Help us to be united in you as we seek to make peace in the world around us in this season and always. Amen. Amen. Hey, thanks, guys. In case you haven't met Troy and Joy, that's them. And Joy uh, helped successfully navigate almost 70 little ones and a bunch of crazy parents and grandparents Friday night at our uh, VPK and preschool uh, Christmas show, and it was awesome. It was really great. So, yeah, you know, Jules, you were there. Yeah. So... 
we have the opportunity to do something really special right now. And so um, if you'll bear with me, this is a little bit out of Advent, but I love it. Kimmy, where are you? Come on up here. So in the Church of the Nazarene, we affirm God's calling on everybody's lives. We are all called to be disciple makers. We are all called to walk the walk of Christ. However, there are some that feel a certain call that is more than just what we are all called to be. And so when that happens, we talk about having a local license for ministry And then once you've had a local license for a while, you do a course of study and you work towards a district license. And then you work towards being ordained in the Church of the Nazarene. A few months ago, Kimmy came to us and said, you know, I really feel like God is calling me to something. I don't know that I'm called to preach, but I feel that God has called me and set me aside for something special. And so she prayed, Dusty prayed. She met with the church board, and we affirmed this calling in Kimmy's life. Here, I don't like being up front. (laughs) Well, that's going to be a problem. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) As Kimmy has been sharing with us what she feels God is laying on her heart, um, the church board overwhelmingly said, absolutely, we see this in you. And it was wonderful to have this I see in you moment, not just from our local church board, but from the district saying, absolutely, we've read what Kimmy has submitted. We've heard her testimony. We've seen her life laid out on paper, and we affirm this as well. And so it is with joy uh, that we received um, just the other day um, Kimmy's local license in the Church of the Nazarene. And so we're really excited about that. Um, In the Church of Nazarene, we believe that God's calling is on all people. And so women, men, it does not matter. Um, That when God has a call on your life, you respond. And so we're thankful that Kimmy is doing that right now. And um, so I'm going to ask Jen, will you you pray for Kimmy? And if any of you are friends or um, loved ones, or you see this in Kimmy, and you're like, we're going to be with you and support you, I encourage you, come on up, and let's, let's pray with her, and just really um, show her that we affirm this, not just as a church board, but as the body here at Port Orange. I made uh, Dusty come up here, too, so <laughs> All right, let's pray. Lord, what a privilege to stand in this place with my sister. What a gift to serve alongside her. Lord, I think that um, any of us who know Kimmy, we see such a willingness to say yes to you, whatever that means, Um, whatever it means. And so we're grateful for her life. We're grateful that as the church... You have called us to proclaim the whole gospel to the whole world, but it takes the whole body of Christ. And so we affirm this ministry calling in her life, and we trust that you will continue to reveal yourself in her heart and in her mind so that she can can more fully understand what this will look like in her life. Will you help us to be the kind of church that is an encouragement to her and to 
to her ministry, whatever it will look like. Help us to be supporters. Help us to be those who say the words, who say the words of, yes, I see this. Yes, you're doing a great job. Yes, we are here for you and we, were, we are in your corner. And so, God, I pray that as she takes next steps, that you will give her the energy, that you will give her the health, and that you will give her the vitality that she needs to follow you, whatever that looks like. We love you. We love you, and we love Kimmy and Dusty, and we believe that you have good, good, good things in store for them. We love you. It's in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Kimmy. On behalf of the church board, the church body, the district church, and the church globally with over 4 million Nazarenes around the world, um, may you go and make disciples wherever you are. We believe in you. We're going to walk alongside you. And so congratulations. We're so proud of you. <laughs> I don't know what's next. Oh, is that me or you? Or Jason? Who is this? I'm going to just do this. Okay, it's peace time, right? Is that where I'm at? It's peace day. Yay. Will you stand with me? Y'all, this is what you get with us. <laughs> We fly loose and fancy free, but that's all right. It is peace day. It's the topic of the day, but it's the topic of our lives because we're, we believe that we're called to have peace with God and peace with each other, right? And so I may be the first one to say it to you today, but hopefully I won't be the last because in about 12 seconds you're going to have a chance to say it to other people. But let me start the process. May the peace of Christ be with you today. Thank you. I received that. Now go and share that piece with someone else.
Hey, kiddos, if we have kids, you can follow Miss Joy back there. She has her hand raised by the exit sign. Oh, it's me again. Have a seat. So let's talk about some upcoming announcements, and I'm going to hit these really fast because there are a lot of them. But I don't want to miss a chance to talk about them because these are all acts of worship as well. So let's talk about what's going on in the life of the church. First thing is Christmas offering. For November and December, we do a Christmas offering, and we break it into three parts. We do something here at the church, which is going to help with our renovation. We do something locally, and we're working together with the Daytona Collaborative uh, to help them goodness, provide gifts for over a thousand kids. And then we do something missionally around the world. That's where we break up our offering. So I encourage you to pray about what God would have you give. Not just think about, yeah, I should probably throw a five in the plate. No. Pray. God may say not to do that. But I'm trusting that God is going to say, yeah, these are ministries that need to be supported, so you need to give. So this is above our tithes and offerings. That, that go to help fund the mission of the church and what we're doing in our community locally. This is above and beyond, but I encourage you to give. Um, Jen and I usually take what we're going to split. I, I've told you this, but we take what we're going to spend on the girls, and instead of splitting it in half, we split it into three parts, and we give girl, girl, church. That's just what we do. You do whatever God lays on your heart, but we want to give because... Our God is a generous God, right? And if we're going to be his image bearing, bearer of his image, we're generous as well. So but what's next for us? Um, oh, that's, that's where our mission is going. Let's go to the next one. Oh, yeah, let me tell you about this. This is the time when y'all are shopping like crazy on Amazon. Did you know that you could support our church by buying your blender for your cousin yeah you can so what you do is go to smile.amazon.com and you can put in i want this to go to port orange church in the nazarene and they will send a portion of what you spend to our church for local ministry so i encourage you as you're doing that instead of going to amazon.com go to smile.amazon.com it's the same place the only difference is It helps our local church. And speaking of those Amazon deliveries, as we are starting the renovation, it means we have to displace everything that's in all of these rooms. So as you get your Amazon packages, don't throw those boxes out. Bring them to the church. We need them. We need boxes so that we can box up books and other things like that. And so bring them. We'll tell you when to stop, but just start bringing them. What's next, Emma? Oh, the big three. So we got the big serve, the big sing, and the big supper. So let's talk about these real fast. Today is Sunday the 4th. On the 11th, that's next week, we're going to have the big sing, and that's at 4 o'clock. December 11, 4 o'clock. A lot of times uh, we do Christmas songs, but we do them in a fancy way. This is going to be like old school, grab a hymnal, we're going to sing some Christmas carols. We don't have hymnals, but you're going to grab the words that will be taken from the hymnals. And we're going to do an old-fashioned sing. Miss Nancy's going to be here playing for us. I've got my brother Ken right there. I've got Debbie back there. I've got Mandy, who is with Jaron. But the four of us are going to just be leading. 
and we're going to sing some carols for about an hour. So that's the 11th. Then on the 15th, no, on the 16th and 17th, it's time for the big serve. This is where we connect with the Daytona Collaborative. So we're helping them in our Christmas offering financially, but this is where we put boots to the ground. They need help distributing a lot of gifts. And so you get to be Santa or Santa's helpers by distributing gifts to families. And so they need you 5 to 7 on the 16th and 9 to noon on the 17th. So I'm going to have more information like the address for the organization next week. But plan to be there one or both of those times. It'll do your heart good. And the last thing is the big supper. Normally we have a monthly potluck and y'all, if you're not normally with us, you want to be here for that because our church can cook. So we normally have it on the first Sunday of the month, but today is the Port Orange Parade, which means half the roads are going to be closed for people. So we're moving it to the 18th, and we're going to have a Christmas dinner together, and we'll talk about that more as we get closer. Am I through? Oh, Christmas Eve. Let's talk Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, we're going to have 5 o'clock cocoa. Six o'clock Christmas Eve service so that you still have time to get to your in-laws and raise your blood pressure level while you talk about things you don't want to talk about with them. So start your Christmas Eve tradition with us in a nice, calm way. We'll sugar your kids up with hot chocolate so that they'll be tired by nine. It's all good. So we'll see you there. All right. All right. What, uh, what Garen forgot to tell you is that. With those cardboard boxes when we're done, we're having a great bonfire out back. Uh, it's going to be amazing. So. All right. Well, uh, as we come to our time of offering, um, this is definitely a time of year where your life is a necessary offering. We, we often talk about money. But during the holidays, things are really tough for people. It's really strange. This time of joy and cheer and hope is a time of really... Uh, it's hard for some people. Uh, a guy I've been working with this week, um, uh, he hit rock bottom. I'll just say that. And he's now um, getting help that he needs as just depression, loneliness, the, the hurt that comes with, with bad family situations really takes over. So, uh, Kimmy, we're proud of you and your call. Um, but here's the thing. We are all called whether you want to get a local license or not. We are all called to be bringers of hope, to be disciple makers. Maybe the greatest tragedy that has ever happened in the church is this invented divide between clergy, the priests, the pastors, and the so-called laity, the normal people. That was never meant to be there. We were all meant to be called making disciples, bringing hope, loving those around us. And our world needs that more than ever right now. So if we want to talk about offering, there are our traditional ways of offering. But God, as he offered himself as a, a true sacrifice for us, we are being called to offer ourselves. Um, but as we know, as you give, you get more than you ever imagined, especially as it comes to your life lived out. Let's pray to God and let's just uh, let's thank him for all he's offered and given and seek his direction. Father, we praise you. In the hard times, we praise you. We thank you for your love. 
Uh, it's hard, but we thank you for the lessons as well. And we seek you in this season. Um, it is still strange for to be here in Florida and think of it as Christmas season right now. But Lord, I know that your your love, your hope, your joy is without any sort of match, no matter what time of the year it is. So help us to learn to really be sacrifice, sacrifices, offerings, loving people when we don't feel like loving, as we become more like you, as we just seek your will at all times. Lord, we know that your kingdom is the only kingdom that will last, the only one that matters, and might we be a part of that. And uh, we'd love to see glimpses of you happening in this world. We praise you in all things. Amen. Pray one more time. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit that as the scriptures are read and your word proclaimed, we will hear with joy what you say to us today. Amen. Amen. Each year, the Messiah Choral Society in Orlando presents a free performance of Handel's Messiah. Raise your hand if you have been to a performance of Handel's Messiah ever in your life. Hey, awesome. So for 50 years, a choir and orchestra of volunteer musicians have given time and effort to bring this magnificent piece of music to the general public. This year, since it was the 50th anniversary they held their performance at the Phillips Center in Orlando. Free admission, no ticket required. We got there almost an hour early. Um, and we had to keep walking and keep walking and keep walking to the end of the line. I mean, this place was packed. For 180 years, imagine this. Countless people go to hear this beautiful piece of music. And it is quite a commitment. It lasts over two and a half hours. There are no special effects. No smoke machines. Uh, Not anything that most shows have these days, right? It's basically an opera without the funny outfits and drama. And it's in Old English. It's a commitment. And every year, people show up. They bring their kids. They bring their teenagers. They meet up with friends. They get dressed up. And they plan to go to dinner afterwards. I mean, it's a whole thing. And year after year, people do it. It's, um, it's one of my favorite things about Advent season, and it's one of my favorite traditions that we uh, participate in. It may not be the favorite of our teenagers yet. At this performance alone, 
(laughs) I think that there were upwards of 1,500 people in attendance. And every single one of them heard words like this. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. But who may abide the day of his coming? And who shall stand when he appeareth? For he is like a refiner's fire. See, I told you, old English. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, God with us. O thou that tellest good tidings to Zion, get thee up into the high mountain. Lift up thy voice with strength. Lift it up. Be not afraid. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Glory to God in the highest and peace on earth, goodwill toward men. He shall feed his flock. These are words straight from Handel's Messiah. He shall feed his flock like a shepherd. And he shall gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom. Come unto him, all ye that labor. Come unto him that are heavy laden, and he will give you rest. Take his yoke upon you and learn of him, for he is meek and lowly of heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. Behold the Lamb of God, who taketh away the sin of the world. Surely, he had borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. With his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. He was cut off out of the land of the living for the transgression of thy people. He was stricken. And then in one of the very coolest traditions that we keep even now in 2022, everyone stands as these words are sung, Hallelujah! For the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. The kingdom of this world is become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. King of kings, Lord of lords. And worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain and hath redeemed us to God by his blood. Blessing and honor, glory and power be unto him that sitteth on the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. Holy cow. For two and a half hours, masses of people listened to the gospel. The good news. The beautiful story of Jesus And I would venture to say that the majority of them had no idea what half the words meant. But they were compelled. There was something about the beauty of the music that made them want to listen. They didn't have to understand it all to recognize the goodness of it all. Today we 
lit the candle of peace, which is something that I believe we all deeply long for. I'll be honest, when I think of peace, I imagine a spa. Uh, gift cards, anyone? Um, or a quiet morning with a cup of coffee. I mean, this is my idea of peace. And that sounds pretty wonderful. However, I believe that our passage today is a good reminder that peace is actually so much more. Hear the words from Romans 15. Give me a second. The next one. In Romans 15, this is where um, we'll be spending some time today, friends. And this is what the Apostle Paul says. We who are strong must be considerate of those who are sensitive about things like this. We must not just please ourselves, we should help others do what is right and build them up in the Lord. For even as Christ didn't live to to please himself, as the scriptures say, the insults of those who insult you, O God, have fallen on me. Such things were written in the scriptures long ago to teach us, and the scriptures give us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. May God, who gives this patience and encouragement, help you live in complete harmony with each other, as is fitting for followers of Christ Jesus. Then all of you can join together with one voice, giving praise and glory to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So here at the beginning of this passage, we have kind of a therefore statement when Paul writes things like this. It's a little clue for us to figure out what the context is. And so we move back, we, we jump back into um, the previous chapter. You see, Paul was writing to a diverse group of people in the early church. And boy, did they have different ideas about a lot of stuff. This particular passage in chapter 14 is a passage dealing with how some believed that certain meat could be eaten and others believed that that same meat shouldn't be eaten. Okay, So it was causing a lot of interpersonal strife. So in this chapter, Paul tries to give them some advice. Each of us will give a personal account to God. So let's stop condemning each other. Decide instead to live in such a way that you will not cause another believer to stumble and fall or be discouraged. This is a stance of, compassion and generosity and servanthood, considering someone else's needs before their own. Paul was encouraging them to take on the same posture as Jesus, who came to serve all people. In chapter 15, 
Did you hear the words that he used? Consider it. Help others. Build them up. Patience. Encouragement. Complete harmony. But these folks, oh, they were really having a hard time with each other. These were all people who believed in Jesus. These were the church people. But they couldn't get along. They were putting issues before individuals. They were dehumanizing each other, other Jesus followers, based on what the other practiced. Huh. Sound familiar? Kind of like the history of all humanity (laughs) and today. I mean, all kinds of issues that we deal with on a daily basis, right? Seems like outrage has been the norm lately. And a lot of that has been among those who claim to follow Jesus. Ooh, and the cable news channels feed on it. And quite frankly, they make a lot of money off of it. And boy, do we love to go back and keep listening to the ones that get us all riled up. Because it does something to our brains to listen to that kind of rhetoric. And we begin to believe it's the norm. And maybe it is the norm for the world. But it's not the norm for those who are called to be people of peace who follow the prince of peace. Imagine if cable news was a thing in the New Testament. (laughs) Whether or not people ate certain meat would be fodder for sensationalism and further division. And listen, I am not here to pick on anyone at all. I'm just saying that we're not all that different. It's kind of human nature to want to be right. And that can easily become more important than the person who is right in front of us. How many, oh gosh, how many of you are dreading the holidays because you have to see people who disagree with you? How many of you have broken relationships because you couldn't see eye to eye on an issue? How many of you, preaching to me, how many of you have rolled your eyes or thought, what an idiot, because of someone's ideas? I'm just going to pause there. hard yeah we're not that different are we so these words of Paul are really important for us today and I believe though that there is hope if we take them to heart there's one section in this passage that just jumped right off the page to me and it's of chapter 15 verses 5 and 6 may God who gives this patience and encouragement help you to live in complete Harmony with each other, as is fitting for followers of Christ Jesus. As is fitting for followers of Christ Jesus. Then all of you can join together with one voice, giving praise and glory to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
Now I'm no musician. You will not see me up there anytime soon. I have a hard time hearing parts. Um, I don't know, like, what part to sing. And I certainly don't know how to play any instruments. But I, I have this friend. I have a friend named Wes, and he sings, um, he sings in this group called the Gaither Vocal Band. Um, and so sometimes, because it's Wes, I'll, I'll like, turn him on. And, uh, oh, the four-part harmony or five-part, I don't know. It, like, I get chills right? I get chills. I feel it in my soul. Or when, um, when I go to hear a symphony, you know, when they start to warm up and all of their instruments are kind of, they're getting them ready. And there's a crescendo of all of the instruments working together to make this beautiful music. There is nothing like it. It brings tears to my eyes. I mean, the beauty of it is almost too much to take. And who would have thought, who would have thought that Paul would be serving as some sort of music director in this passage? Or that peace would be described in these terms? I mean, I don't think of a choir or a symphony when I think of peace, but that's how he is describing who we are called to be in this passage. In harmony. He's he's explaining to the early church, but he's explaining to the now church that this is how we should live. With one voice, praising God together. In many ways, I'd say that we are called to actually be the hallelujah chorus. That our very lives are to embody the reality that the Lord God omnipotent reigns and that he is king of kings and lord of lords. And how we live reflects that belief. But when I focus on being right, when I focus on my opinions, When I tear someone else down, my life doesn't reflect the reality of God's kingdom reigning in my heart. If we continue to bicker and fight with those who think differently than we do in the church especially, we will continue, because we are right now, sorry to say, we will continue to be that dissonant noise that drives people to cover their ears. However, just like Paul encouraged the early church, if I instead accept others in the same way that Christ accepted me, with all my flaws and misunderstandings and poor judgment at times, my life begins to sing in beautiful harmony with all the people of God, and it will be a sweet sound. My friends, peace takes work. It takes practice. It takes coming together and figuring out which instruments and which parts we play and accepting those who sing a different part or play a different instrument. The truth is we've all been given a lot of grace as we learn the music of the Spirit. 
I believe with all my heart that if we can do this, if we can with God's help and with some humility in our hearts and in our minds, those who don't know Jesus might just want to hear us sing. They'll want to hear the harmony. They'll be compelled by the beauty. Our peace with each other will bring peace into their lives. It could be world-changing. And quite frankly, it'll be a lot more fun for us, too. Friends, it is Jesus, the Prince of the Prince of Peace. He is the only one who makes it possible for us to live in harmony. My prayer is that we will truly sing with one voice and bring glory to God alone. Let's pray. Get some water. Lord, even now, um, even with this very short sermon, my heart has been checked a lot. Because as one who is a follower of the Prince of Peace, I have to confess I am not always the peacemaker that you have called me to be. I confess, Lord, that I think that I'm right. I confess, Lord, that um, I roll my eyes a lot. Sometimes people that you love dearly, well, Lord, They're just hard to get along with. And I think I'm probably one of those people, too. God, I pray that on this day of peace, a word that has been hijacked, sadly, to mean all kinds of things that maybe never was intended to mean. On this day of peace, I pray that you will begin to do something in our hearts that will start to see people differently. And I pray that for those who don't know you, But God, we have some work to do on our end as the church. We've been fighting a lot lately. And I know that disagreements happen, and and that's fine. But your church... Universal has not been an example of complete harmony 
for a while. And God, we can see just from the reactions of those who won't darken the doors to a church building. They don't want any part of it. They have enough to deal with in their lives. They've got enough of unrest and difficulties. They don't want to be a part of a place that just fights with each other all the time. So I pray, Lord, that you will help us to see beyond our pet issues. Pray that you will help us see beyond our politics. And pray that you will help us see beyond our opinions. And I pray that you will make us into the hallelujah chorus. That with one voice we can proclaim to each other and the world that your kingdom has become the kingdom of this world. That we follow you and you are the king of kings and the Lord of lords and you will reign forever. We don't have to worry. We don't have to defend you. We just have to trust you and be who you have called us to be. And that means be together. Teach us, God, how to do that. It's hard work. And it's going to be hard work. And we've got some digging out to do. But, Lord, I think that the rest of us in this room, I think we all agree that that is the only way. That is the only way that people will be so compelled by your love and grace and goodness. You're depending on us. (laughs) And so we say yes to whatever it is that you want to do in our hearts and through our hands. And maybe even more importantly, through our mouths. Help us. We need you. Amen. We are going to come to um, a time of communion. Oh, boy. Y'all, we're going to get gospel up in here. So in 1992, I believe, um, a recording of contemporary Christian music artists at the time went on tour together. And I don't know if any of you would know some of these names. It was like B.B. and C.C. Winans and Sandy Patty, Larnell Harris. I mean, those names ring a bell for any of you. My girls are like, we don't know who this is. Um, This is like old school uh, radio, you know, Christian radio. My Nashville friends know exactly who these people are. Um, So they went on tour. This was my first, um, this is the first time I ever heard Handel's Messiah, I'll be honest. And it is a lot different than what I went to hear uh, in Orlando a couple weeks ago. And, um, And so today... 
as we come to communion, and I'll, and I'll read the liturgy in just a second, but as we come to communion, we're going to practice being the hallelujah chorus. Okay? So you're going to have to loosen up a little bit. Because it's the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir singing this. Um, I'm actually going to have Dusty turn it up a little bit. So this isn't your typical come take communion. This is not a somber response to God's grace and love. This is a celebration. This is a celebration that it's his kingdom that reigns forever. And because of him, we have any hope in this world. And so let me, let me read to you from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 13 and 14. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. We are one because of this. We can be one because of Jesus and what he has done for us and in us and wants to do through us. And so on the night that Jesus would be betrayed, he was in the room with his friends. And this is, you know, we're in the, the Advent season. We, we are in hopeful anticipation for what God is going to do through Jesus. And this is it. He, uh, he was with his friends, and he knew things were going to um, change. And he took the bread and he broke it, and he said, This represents my body, which will be broken for you. Take it, eat it, and be thankful. And in the same way, he took the cup and he held it up. And he's saying, Oh, my hands are shaking. Sorry, I drink a lot of coffee today. <laughs> took the cup. He said, this represents my blood, which will be shed for you. For the forgiveness of your sins, take this and be thankful. This is our only hope. This is where we gather as one around one table. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you came. We thank you for how you came and the example that you gave us of servanthood and sacrifice and how you have called us to live in that same way. Lord, I pray that as we come forward and receive these elements and we take them into our very bodies, that you will nourish our souls that you will bring healing to our hearts, our minds, and our relationships. And so we come today with grateful hearts, and we sing together, glory, glory to God. We sing together, worthy is the Lamb 
who was slain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and we follow you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so let let me direct you because we haven't had the other half open recently. So as you come and receive the elements, let's have you work your way down this aisle and work your way around and then back to your seats. Will that work? Okay. I just thought that might be necessary. So. Okay. Friends, I'm telling you, it's going to get loud up in here. So be ready. Are you ready? Are you ready? We're going to celebrate, okay? Dusty, as, as you come, we're going to play this music.
stay standing. I have one announcement, and then uh, Pastor Jen's going to do the benediction. Um, I forgot to mention earlier, this Saturday at 11 o'clock will be the memorial service for Farrell Nathie. And Jules is heading up the finger foods and things that we might need to help the family on that. So she's in the back. See her if you want to help and honor uh, Farrell and help Patsy out. Here you go. Talk about someone who has really joined the Hallelujah Chorus today, right? Yes, we we are um, we are we miss him, um, but we know that we will see him again. What a what a great knowledge, y'all. Go in peace. To love God, serve others, and be the Hallelujah Chorus. Sing it loud. Because he is King of kings and Lord of lords. We love you. We'll see you next week.